the Agostin Hosinga show with your host Agostin Hosinga. Smack the shit out your bitch ass midget girlfriend, nigga. <laughs> Hello there and welcome back to the Agostino Zynga show with I, your host Agostino Zynga and this is episode number 730. That is 730 of the Agostino Zynga show with I, your host Agostino Zynga and I hope you're doing fine wherever this podcast and this live stream may find you. I hope you are doing great. How am I? All good, all things considered, I cannot complain, all good, all things considered. This past weekend's been fairly quiet for me in that regard. Um, I had many big plans, most of them kind of fell through. Um, usually, you know, as per usual, mostly to do my own fault in terms of them falling through. But hey, it kind of is what it is. I guess you kind of have to do the best that you can, dust yourself off and then try again on Monday. And I'm looking forward to the Monday coming up and I cannot wait to get started. I've got a big, 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 big big week starting this Monday as well with some new fucking training programs I'm doing in terms of you know incorporating a bit more running into my stuff because you know the gym stuff's been going fairly well don't get me wrong but I do need to up the cardio um in my flipping running routine so I'm going to be doing that you know going back to what I was doing previously and then I think the, the plan is for next year um every month like I was doing a few years ago which I kind of stopped because I just got lazy but every month I do like a race so I basically book a random race. I'd go to Richmond. I'd go to um, what do you call it? I'd go to Bristol. I'd go to Brighton. I'd go to Manchester, Liverpool. I'd go to all these different random places every month, and I'd run like a random race. It'll be a five k, a ten k, um, half marathon, whatever it may be. So I'm really, really, really happy about that. Um, so I'm going to be doing that next year as well. So I'm going to be up in the running, and then every month from January onwards, I'm going to be doing a race. So you're going to be um able to you know follow my progress as I kind of update you on a pod. Um, I'll also have my um what you call it my um my strava as well um i'll kind of share that as well for you guys if you want to join and follow me on there to see all the running i kind of get up to but it's going to be a pretty mean one next year so we're getting it in we're doing a lot of that sort of stuff and then again i think one of the other things i'm going to add to my new year's resolution list which i'm, which I'm going to start actually um this week because my skateboard comes in this week anyway is i'm going to get back on my skateboard again as well and just have that as another thing to kind of you know keep the old brain occupied one thing that agassino does not like is any kind of quiet time is any kind of time to meditate to be alone in my thoughts i cannot have that so i need constant 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 stimuli and what better way than to kind of get up on the skateboard fall off the skateboard twist my ankle scuff up my elbows my knees you know bust up my teeth maybe <laughs> that's going to be a real good way to kind of keep myself <laughs> really ticked over so i'm really excited for that i can't wait so yeah skateboarding is going to get um learn relearn again next year and then of course um running we're going to be up in that as well but that will be happening in the next couple of weeks so i'm not going to wait until fucking 2024 to get started we've still got a couple of weeks left in the year to get that done so yeah keep a hold and keep a time out for that one i'll be updating you guys as i do apart from that let's get on the show no more preamble let's rock in so first thing to talk about i want to mention 
I've been watching a pretty, pretty cool and interesting show on TV or on these streaming platforms that I really want to recommend to you guys. And I think it's really well done. Unfortunately, as per most of these shows, I think the first season was really good. The second season kind of fell off a cliff for me. But I've really, really been enjoying this show here that I've got up on the screen called Lazarus Project. It's really incredible. So to give you a brief synopsis of the show, it basically follows the main protagonist, which is this black guy here. And essentially, it's a... um. It's a time travel, basically, series. He happens to be one of maybe 10 people in the world who has an ability to remember when they go back in time. So there's a specific time in the year, I think it's somewhere in June, where they're able to use a machine that can make, that can, that can let, them, let them go back in time. But then once that, once that time comes back around, you know, in June, it kind of reverts back again. If you get what I mean, it's all like Groundhog Day, but they essentially there's this weird, like, you know, um, what do you call it? Police, anti-corruption, whatever agency thing that essentially what they're trying to do is rewrite the wrongs of history. They're trying to stop like um, natural disasters. They're trying to stop terrorist plots and shit, all this sort of cool stuff. What I really liked about the show though, the premise of it is obviously quite cool in terms of espionage, 24. It's like 24, but time travel wise. The thing I really liked about the show is that essentially what it boils down to is that even though these guys have this amazing machine, this incredible power, right, to kind of perceive that they're going back in time, they all end up being quite self-serving. They all end up just trying to, you know, save maybe their relationships, their fucking marriages, maybe trying to protect their children, maybe trying to, I don't know, correct some wrongs in their own personal life. It, it, it does go to show you the, the human sort of like um temperament to always kind of look after yourself and never really think about a big picture because i think a lot of us have that really strange idea in our heads that if we were able to go back in time we would kill baby hitler but i'm pretty sure if you actually got given that power you probably wouldn't be feeling you probably wouldn't be thinking that broadly you probably wouldn't be thinking about the world at large. You'd probably be thinking, you know, quite. You you probably be quite self-serving in that respect. You might go back to college and fix your grades. You know what I mean, you might go back to that first job that you got that you got fired from that you didn't like how it ended. Whatever you might do, certain things just to kind of you know self-serve, just kind of to, to self-serve you as opposed to the wider picture, which will obviously be to save humanity. So I really do like how they kind of focus on that idea. But obviously, season two it got way too soppy for me, way too lovey-dovey, way too relationship shippy type of stuff which i'm never on because i think these shows i think thrive more when there's we do complex stories happening at the same time when they just focus on i want to save my wife i want to save my marriage um like it just gets a little bit too dramery and soapy for me i just kind of you know i kind of kick out but i think if you're into if you have some time and you're looking for shows to watch i recommend you check out season one and maybe the first half of season two after that it kind of falls off a clip because i really stopped watching it after the mid-season of season two but really enjoyed it Lazarus Project, really banging and um, a really fresh, I think, perspective, really interesting way they kind of did it. They didn't really explain the science behind it, the, the time travel device either or the mechanics, you know, the mechanism behind it. They just kind of, you know, spoke about there are certain people who have the gift to acknowledge or to see, to notice that they've gone back in time and then to kind of relive it in real time. So it kind of reminds me also of that movie. What's that Tom Cruise movie where he basically does the same thing? It's kind of the same idea behind that. There's that Tom Cruise movie where he's like in the machine, he's like, he fights in some war and he has to, he gets sued up in this little weird like army, this like robot kind of outfit thing that he has on. And every time he dies, 
he comes back alive again and then he has to try and like correct it because I think there's some sort of alien invasion. I forgot what that fucking movie is. It's a really, it's a decent Tom Cruise movie actually. As Tom Cruise movies go, it's quite a decent one. He's actually done quite a, a couple of decent sci-fi movies. Now that I think about it, he's he done some pretty decent sci-fi movies over the years but um, that Tom Cruise movie definitely is something that is of the same ilk, I think. I forgot the name of it. Um, Oh yeah, Big Up Jordan Ray. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. That's it, Edge of Tomorrow. That Jord, yeah. So Edge of Tomorrow is definitely similar to um, Lazarus Project. So if you if you're into Ledger Tomorrow, you've watched that the Tom Cruise movie. I recommend you check out Lazarus Project also. Um, very 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 good um TV series. So check it out if you do like that sort of stuff. I do recommend uh, you check it out. Moving on from that one, I quickly want to mention this because I just saw this on my timeline and I thought it was rather interesting. Right, this is regarding the one and only streamer called destiny and his um wife are now basically being separated they're going through a divorce and why this is interesting because he was the first kind of person that i re realized that i kind of saw from the streaming community who was really big on polyamory and having an open relationship and stuff and obviously a relationship at one point but then it turned into a marriage and i know adam 22 has the same type of thing but not really because adam 22 and Leonard the plug they don't really have an open relationship they kind of just fuck girls on camera for plug talk really it's not as if like lena goes out on dates with other guys and so does adam so it's a bit different right but the first kind of polyamory type of thing open relationship thing i saw online with streamers was definitely with destiny and i always found it very interesting because off off the cuff off the cuff when i first saw destiny because i remember when i kind of stumbled on destiny's content his political stuff and whatnot he does he does really good streams he goes for a long time he's definitely and i kind of i'd say someone that i look to for a little bit of inspiration because he's someone like me who just sits on a stream on online by himself just ranting into a microphone which is a whole different skill than interviewing people so i kind of look to him to see what he kind of does and he does it really really well but i remember looking at him the first few times i saw him and i instantly for, for what again there's no judgment on him but i just assumed he was gay i never even knew that he was straight in the first place right i just assumed he was gay and then obviously over time you find out oh that he is he is he he basically identifies as bi but i always thought that was an interesting um sort of thing in him personality wise and also the fact that he kind of for lack of a better term he has this weird incelly energy anyway so i thought the whole polyamory thing was a strange thing to go down because he seemed like a guy that didn't have a lot of experience with women. He also seemed like somebody that was struggling with his own sexuality. So you would think hooking up with a woman who maybe is a little bit more mature than you, has a little bit more experience than you, um, has seen more things, it's a bit of an uneven way to enter into a polyamorous relationship. And again, this is coming from someone like me who has no idea how I would handle that sort of relationship if it ever came across my table. I had no idea how to deal with it, what the right way to go about it is, because I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody who would say that the polyamory thing doesn't work. I think it can work for some people, for sure. I think there is always somebody, there's always somebody out there for you. Whatever your kink, whatever your personality tra trait is, whatever your interests, whatever your hobbies, there's always somebody out there that's going to, that can cater, that can amplify, that can care for, that can nurture, that can, you know, signal boost, whatever you're into and be the perfect, you know, yin to your yang or yang to your yin, whatever it may be, right? I'm sure that they exist. But I just think sometimes you have to always give yourself the best Best, best possible chances of success and i just think you can't get into polyamory if you're somebody that doesn't have experience with people in general 
let alone relationships, plus relationships, plus sexually, and maybe career-wise, you're not in the right place. It just doesn't seem like the right thing to go in. Like, I I wouldn't probably go down the polyamory route if I was trying to find myself, you know? That probably isn't the right way to go. I'd probably try and mature up a bit. I'd probably go down my hoe phase, whatever it may be. And then as you mature and you realise what you like and what you don't like, maybe you decide what route to go down. But I always found how he started off it to be a bit weird, you know? That's what I always found. I found the, the starting off point to be a bit strange. That's just my personal observation. So when I heard he got divorced or he's going through a divorce, it was really kind of sad to see, obviously because divorces are bad. But it was also kind of funny because he was also somebody that was kind of ragging on people and kind of dunking on them because he felt like his relationship was somewhat a success like i'm four years married we're in an open relationship everything is good i'm not a cuck blah 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 and it's like the cuck thing should shouldn't be the most offensive thing the most authentic the most offensive or weird thing i always thought was more so the fact that i heard a lot more about his wife um what's her name melinda right i heard a lot more about his wife melina sorry going out and having a relationship with other dudes as i did more so than I did with Destiny, whether it was dudes or women. I heard more of her going out there and kind of getting her shit in than Destiny. So I always thought it was a little bit oddly imbalanced in that she clearly enjoyed the fact that they were in a relationship and made the most out of it, but Destiny probably didn't. Now, does that mean he was maybe catching more feelings? And does that mean that maybe he wasn't maybe that happy with it? Or what he did is probably what more, pe what more people probably do in relationships. He loved her so much, he was willing to put up with whatever which is what happens naturally, right? Relationships, like you love somebody so much, you're willing to do whatever it takes to kind of be in relationship with them. So that's probably what kind of led to the demise of it. But it's interesting to kind of watch people's observation from afar because it feels like on social media, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like social media people are really conservative, isn't it, when it comes to relationships, especially on Twitter or on social or just on feed. People are very conservative. They're very like, they can't wrap their head around people who have of an alternative way of like viewing relationships or marriages and shit they just can't it's just not something they can kind of wrangle in their brain it just kind of breaks their brain which i'm not too sure if that's like a red pill thing if that's just people being super conservative or being really really um what would you say being really prudish i'm not too sure if it's just people calling out fuck shit i don't know what it is but i find people's inability to kind of grasp that there are some people out there that enjoy having these sort of relationships um and they do it and it works well i can't really understand why people don't understand why some people like it it's a strange thing to see online but again maybe i'm looking at a small sample size anyway let's check out the article courtesy of sports kida it says as follows screenshots of an alleged messages from political live streamer steven destiny have emerged on social media amid speculation from viewers about his strange relationship with his wife and Swedish internet personality Melina Ogorensen. The two have been in an open relationship for many years now but recently leaked discord messages have viewers speculating about their marriage. Destiny himself has been talking about re revealing some vital information about his personal life for a while now and many viewers thought it would be the love life. The surfacing of the alleged messages has drawn further speculation of the fans. You know what's really kind of sad about it though? He knows if he actually comes out and speaks about it on his stream for the first time, he's going to get absolutely, people are going to dunk on him so hard because of how smug, um, because of how cocky and shit he was about his relationship. Yeah, he used to kind of rub it in people's faces, how successful it was and hey, you guys have been hating on me because you can't get it and I'm a better man. All these sort of nonsense things. He's going to know people are going to be, you know, lining up to basically laugh in his face. So this must be a really bad time <laughs> to be Destiny right now. It continues. 
Earlier today, a couple of screenshots were shared by on X by a user called whatever, who is known for providing updates about the political streamer. The latest post is a screen grab from an alleged Discord conversation where Stephen appears to be talking about breaking things off with his wife, Melina. So here's the quote, right? Here's a screenshot from a, from a, a Discord server, I guess. This is Destiny talking. He says... I'll have a small convo when I'm back about things. I'm go I'm not going to nuke Melina or anything, but the last two months and two weeks have been massive mindfuck for me. Watching her become obsessed with a toxic, abusive guy when I visited in Sweden last, he gave Mel an ultimatum to divorce me and then threatened to kill himself when she didn't do it. Among 20 other abusive relationship manipulative things she's done and endlessly makes excuses for him. So I'm out. Anyway, have fun with with movies for three days. Good luck to see you on the 9th or the 10th. So she went to Sweden, back to her home country, and ended up falling in love with some dude who, according to Destiny, is abusive. And now that guy gave her ultimatum, uh, divorce Destiny and be with me or nothing. And I guess she divorced Destiny. And now Destiny's having to pick up the pieces, which is fucking crazy. Especially when you consider that, if I'm not mistaken, I saw something, someone said something like, um, she helped her, he helped her get a green card and shit. And I guess just in terms of what it does show for you in terms of polyamorous relationships, it's not really about money and shit, right? Because he's quite successful, very successful anyway, right? You'd imagine he's pretty much loaded. So her going for a quote-unquote regular dude over him is again more so an illustration of just how dangerous open relationships are when both of you aren't on the same page right because you'd imagine every time she meets every time she's going out to meet somebody to date them whatever it may be or even for a sneaky link maybe in the back of her mind she's secretly hoping for an excuse to get out of the current relationship because she's not really happy in it or maybe she's looking with her open with her third eye for another person to bring into a relationship because that's also possible right some people have polyamory relationships where no i guess polyamory and, and, and open is different because polyamory you have a relationship with multiple people open relationship you know you just maybe fuck different people but maybe if you want to bring more people into a relationship you have to both be on the same sort of level and what does happen like what and i imagine what would happen i remember seeing i think it's aubrey marcus right um, the podcast i remember aubrey marcus talking about it. i remember that's the first time i kind of saw it aubrey marcus is something like I think his wife ended up, or his ex-wife ended up just falling in love with the person they brought into their relationship. So they had, they had a polyamorous relationship where they invited other people in. They might fuck people here randomly, whatever. But this one guy, she just fell for, and it kind of was what it was. And he said that was a real gut punch. Remember Aubrey Monk was talking about that was a real ego denter. That took a lot of work, a lot of kind of self-work inventory to kind of fix and get right. And I can only imagine, I really can only imagine, like that's something that I know for sure I could never really do, probably. Not because I'm jealous or anything just because of the of the possibility of that person that you end up falling for leaving you for somebody else that you willingly both agree to join you do you know what i mean that's the one that would kind of hurt that's the thing that would really hurt the most about it so like seeing this player for this guy in real time is fucking wild um let's continue da -da 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 he said destiny says yeah josh yeah me discovering boundaries was the death nail in this relationship um this proves every point i've ever made girls can leave you for jobless manipulative losers if they if they just play their card right again i don't think this is right i don't think this is fair just because he's like just like you have to kind of look at yourself in the mirror too the fact that she left you for a jobless dude probably says more about you than him too right the fact that you fell in love with a girl that could leave you for a jobless dude is probably a bad a, a bad representation or bad you know uh, view on you also i just feel like 
people are able to fall in love with multiple people along their lifetime and sometimes you find your person sometimes you don't find your person but i just feel like you are needlessly opening yourself up to heartbreak by willingly inviting people into your relationship to have relationships with apart from the person that you're going to be with the one person do you know what i mean it's just a bit mad so and also there's always that common trope in it of the jobless guy just being a little bit more um in tune with his man parts <laughs> right <laughs> because that's all he has right the jobless dude only has his sense of humor his ability to lay it down to kind of go for him so he's gonna make sure that that shit is correct and then when he lays it down there's no surprise that he absolutely knocks the fucking hair back off of most women so jobless dudes are very very dangerous like the last thing you can do that that's probably why if you're if you're like with your wife or girlfriend you should probably be very careful not to let them go and order drinks by themselves at the bar if you go out together. Maybe go and get the drinks for them, right? Because those bartenders, those bar backs that don't really have much going for them, you know, they're working cash in hand jobs. They're fucking, you know, rubbing pennies together. They have an ability to just, they have um, survival instincts, right? They know how to find a bed. They know how to find a woman with a, with a wallet. Like they have good instincts. So you have to keep your eyes open for those motherfuckers i swear to god keep it fucking open in the discord messages destiny purportedly claims that his partner was recently become obsessed with him blah 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 um the screenshots further show destiny and obviously most some people are talking about it on the social media feed also about relationships now i've said it before i think i've said it before in the stream i watched a interview on playful magazine right that amazing like berlin-based techno magazine and there was an older couple that was speaking about how they, you know, make their open relationship work. And the one thing that I noticed quite soon, quite quickly after watching that video, that interview, was that they were older. They were a bit more mature. They had both been in, I think, failed marriages. So they, I think, were the perfect candidates or people that I think could make a polyamorous or open relationship work. I really do think those are the only two, those are the type of people that I think would really make it work. I think when you're young, especially somebody that doesn't have any experience with women or whatever, it's just very difficult to make that shit work. But I think when you're older and you've seen and been through things, you know what you like, you know what you don't like. And you're also maybe a little bit more emotionally mature, you know? You're only emotion. You have some emotional maturity. You you have a bit of self assuredness. You're not maybe you know looking to find yourself or find value in yourself only because of the person you're in relationship with. All these little weird things that you probably only do subconsciously because you're young and you're not you know you're not all there. I think you don't really do them when you're older. So it doesn't really open you up to those downfalls or pitfalls that would make it end if you're a bit older. So I think maybe if you're older, it can kind of work. But I also think it's a very niche thing. It is. It is a subculture or a very kind of, you know, small community of people for a reason because not everybody can do it. You're better off just trying to make a regular relationship work than trying to make the whole polyamory open relationship work because most likely, the, the, you know, the, the likelihood of that succeeding are not really good. Not really good in the slightest. But let me see what you guys are saying here in the chat about it. Um, funny how all these dudes have are falling out right now. Um, him, Ethan, Hassan, etc. Yeah, um, I think it's Cloud K20. I think that's not really... They're all falling out in different ways though, isn't it? I think that's just a, a kind of maybe an illustration of the what success can do to you if you let it, right? I don't think they're all falling out of favour for the same reasons, but I think it is just a, an issue of success, right? Definitely it's a success thing. Maybe get into your head a little bit. 
Asad says Destiny is built like a fifth grader talking about his sex machine. Exactly. That's the thing that always just struck me again. When I initially first Destiny, he had that kind of blue dyed thing on the top of his hair. I just see the way he spoke and the way he carried himself. I just initially thought he was gay. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever, but that's the first thing I thought about. But then if you don't think he's gay, the first thing you think about is that, okay, this guy hasn't fucked too much. He hasn't, had, he hasn't probably had a lot of relationships, hasn't probably had a lot of girlfriends or whatever, situationships, whatever. It just seems strange for somebody with that little experience in women to go down that route, especially with somebody that clearly has a lot of experience. That's what I would say. But, you know, what do I know? Um, she's way too hot for him anyway. I don't really believe that's a thing when it comes to men, Brandon. That's my un unpopular opinion. I don't think there's a, there, there's a thing in men to have a woman that's just too hot for you. It's not a thing. Especially if you have money and status and shit and fame. You can bag whoever you want and they will stay with you because of the money, fame and stuff. And then suddenly, as um, as Future once says, as the great philosopher Future once says, um, if you have money, you're, you're her type. And I think that's true. If you have money, you're her type for sure. So I think there's some women out there, some men out there, some women out there that will definitely see money and power and status as a form of, as a, as a different type of attractiveness. So I don't think there's such a thing as a woman being too attractive for a guy, in my personal opinion. But hey, what do I know? Especially if you go to some of the Balkan countries as well. You go to parts of Eastern Europe, Central Europe as well. You see some people relationship-wise, you'll be like, what the fuck? It's like people value different things in it, um, depending what society you live in. Um, Fashion Roadman says, Destiny tried to force someone, force something that wasn't for him just to, just to take a moral high ground. Shame, really. Exactly. No, that's true. Exactly. That's the thing that's really odd, though. He's like, he should have, for somebody that's very, that's the thing about people, these guys, right? They talk so much about other people, right? They talk so much about other people, have all these opinions about other people's relationships, but then they're not as objective, rational, clear-minded, or insightful about their own. Because he should have seen this from a mile away. The fact that he wasn't able to see how this would play out is more a poor reflection on him as a person and maybe his, you know, his comprehension levels and shit, um, or his deduction levels, or whatever it may be. Um, what are you guys saying? Can you stop pretending you're a better man uh, because I let other can we yeah exactly can you stop pretending you're a better man because i let other dudes fuck your girl lmao i don't think there's anybody out there that think do you i'm not sure that's true as sad as these i don't think there's any guy or person out there who thinks guys who let their girls get fucked by other men think they're better i don't think that's a case do you do you think those guys have superiority complexes as in they're like more what woke as in they're more like um fucking um what's that word called as if as if they're more progressive or something is that a thing i don't think that's a thing it's just a lifestyle choice i don't think they think they're better than people that have what what uh relationship just with one person i don't think that's a thing if that is a thing that's insane if you think you're better than somebody because you let your girl or your guy go and fuck randoms that is a wild way to look at the world really and truly to be honest um but hey what can we do um destiny's wife is hot destiny lets his girl go home and she got gorilla fucked Jobless dudes must have eight inches. Exactly, Brandon. Pick up Uche Wagwan. Jobless dudes fucking for survival. He needs somewhere to sleep. Exactly. That, you know, that 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 survival pounding is another level. Um, they bring their friend gang over, broke dudes. Duh, duh, duh. Ain't no such thing as an ugly billionaire. I'm cute. Exactly. Fresh road about exactly. That's the quote. That's another one, too. Exactly. That's the one. That is the one. And to be honest, I've never had a problem with that. I'm one of those people, I, I don't have an issue with people who marry because of, or relationships with people just through pure convenience or self-serving relationships, right? Where the, the, the guy maybe gets to have a fucking trophy wife and then the woman gets to have like 
a very comfortable lifestyle like aka the soft life i don't have an issue with it whatsoever i feel like if you're both willing if you're both understanding and honest with each other about what each other wants i think those relationships and marriages can usually last far longer than people that you know have this fanciful idea disney idea of love like you're like hey i'm here because you have money you can provide a comfortable life for me you can look after me and my family and I'll give up the pun whenever you need, right? And then the guy's like, yep, I'm with you because you're a certain size. You got these big old boobies. You got these fat old dug lips. You got this fucking wagon back off. You keep that stuff in trim and I'll give you as many hermits as you want. Okay, agree? Kiss, kiss. Let's keep it going. There's nothing wrong with that, really. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. Those mutually beneficial relationships are probably, probably the best, to be honest. If you think about it, really, because they're super honest, incredibly honest. Um, no, but... Um, Destiny's a dweeb, autistic dudes be hitting them angles in the sheets. <laughs> Uche's got too much experience in this sort of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> too much experience. Autistic dudes hitting them angles. <laughs> They'd be approaching it from angles you never even knew you existed. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> not even like in pleasure, you're just surprised. Like, oh. <laughs> I do swear this guy's knocking my back off um having sugar mama's young man's part of the game da, 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 da. yeah but yeah what can you do um destiny hold your head up brother hold your fucking head up moving on moving on alex jones is back on twitter alex jones is back on twitter i repeat this is not a drill alex jones is back on blood clart twitter and I have to be honest, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it in the slightest. I'm not going to lie. Now, it could be because I am a fucking, you know, I'm a sucker for psychos, right? I love a crazy. I love I love a delinquent. I love a public freak out. I love a fucking breakdown. I love a breakthrough. I love a schizo. I love a psycho. I love a sociopath. I love it all. Watching these type of people from afar makes life worth living. If we're all milk toast and normie, boringy type of people, I think these people are meant to be here on earth to provide us with endless, countless bits of entertainment to kind of point from afar and just laugh. If you don't take them too seriously, these guys are legitimately the the kind of real life version of WWE wrestlers. You know what I mean? They provide us with nonstop live theater every single day. I fucking love it. I enjoy it. So I'm not too mad at it too much. And to be honest too, if you're Elon and you have this idea, because Elon Musk has always spoken about his acquisition of Twitter. Now he's calling it X. He's always spoken about it as like a... a, a uh, an imperative for humanity right he basically thinks that we need to have a platform that is free speech first and that also can be the quote-unquote public square of the world right where you can basically say and do whatever you want um within reason right without breaking the law and people won't get cancelled or get deleted or the voices won't get silenced whatever it may be and i have to be honest ever since elon took over twitter it actually has been a far more enjoyable platform to use like maybe it coincided with me spending more time on that platform than instagram but i've had way more fun watching psychos all come back on that fucking platform than i ever did before because i think beforehand it was way too left-leaning way too 
kind of safe. People people didn't want to get their accounts cancelled or get themselves banned and shit. So people weren't really letting it hang the way they probably should do. So now you're seeing some proper crazy, almost neo-Nazi accounts being fucking boosted on the algorithm on a daily per basis. And I don't, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of cool to see how psychotic and crazy those people are on the other side to listen to what they say how they view the world they're these they're these accounts i stumbled on twitter as well that they're these accounts i'm not sure if you guys have seen it they're kind of like neo-nazi accounts right but essentially they're like um anti-immigration and they always post images of like austria sweden any any place that doesn't really have a high uh population of fucking minorities and they'll use those examples of like this is this is how nice the world can be if like we close the borders right if immigration wasn't a thing if you had to stay where you were where you were born from originally and these accounts are all over twitter they're super funny because they'll usually have some like you know roman god or whatever um you know or maybe a picture of julius caesar as their fucking avatar or some shit right or the guy from 300 right but it's a uh, pretty fun to see these guys talk in real time and see what they're on about so i'm not really too mad at it to be honest um i guess if you're not a fan of Alex Jones, especially when it comes to conspiracy stuff, especially when it comes to his response to Sandy Hook and the way that he legitimately terrorized those parents of those, you know, poor children that died in that fucking tragedy. I can see why you'd be spitting feathers, especially when you think that he's going to be getting a lot of fame from this. He's definitely going to be making a lot of Elon bucks on this because, you know, Alex Jones, before he got banned on all social media platforms, if I'm not mistaken, he was the number one guy on YouTube, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken, he was the number one guy on YouTube when it came to super chats and donations and shit. So he's going to absolutely make a killing on X um, when it comes to the views, when it comes to the fucking Elon bucks. So if you you're a, you know a parent of those kids that got slain in in fucking sandy hook you're going to be pissed um if you just don't like him in general if you think his conspiracies are dangerous all this sort of stuff you're going to be angry but if you're someone like me just like enjoying watching the world burn <laughs> you're going to be fucking laughing loving this and i'm loving it and i've also have to give props to, uh, to elon even though his acquisition of twitter has been a bit up and down you have to give him ratings for sticking by his principles sticking by his word right he said he wanted x to be a freedom of speech platform and he is doing just that right and the you know what they say the real kind of represent the real kind of definition of, of freedom of speech is letting people you don't agree with say what they want right i think that's what Pete, that someone said something on those kind of lines and that's what essentially he's doing because i guess even him he's a little bit um conflicted about bringing elon musk so, sorry about bringing Alex jones back so the fact that he's allowing um as johnson back on the platform i think it's fucking crazy but i love it i'm not gonna lie it's crazy but i fucking love it so let's read the actual article here courtesy of bbc on it it says conspiracy theorist elon sorry conspiracy theorist returns to x with andrew tate repost right? <laughs> it's a trifecta of the good dudes right a trifecta of the fucking great dudes the greatest dudes of all time fucking hell let's read the article Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones returned to X formerly Twitter by reposting a message by controversial influencer Andrew Tate. Text message praised by both Jones and Elon Musk um, claiming we're back. His account has was reinstated after a poll by Musk with 70% of roughly 2 million respondents voting to lift the ban. That's a pretty democratic vote, I'm not going to lie. 70% of people voted for him to come back. That's a big, that's a huge majority, mate. Jones is most notorious for falsely claiming the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting was staged, which is still goes down as honestly. I don't know. He must have been drinking 
way too much Jameson or ingesting way too many of his fucking vitamins to say that. Why did he, honestly, like, legitimately one of the most insane takes from Jones ever, to be honest. Um, he was ordered to pay $1.5 in damages to family members of the victims after courts found that he had caused them to be subjected to harassment and death threats with false claims. Jones, who founded the Conspiracy Theorist website, follow um, Infowars, was removed from major platforms, including YouTube and Facebook. I'm still can say I didn't like the the coordinated deplatforming of Alex Jones. I thought that was really odd and gross. The fact that they all kind of did it one by one after each other. Um, I think the first was obviously YouTube was a bit weird, um, but he only has himself to blame. He really has himself to blame. He really only had himself to blame. Um, he was banned from Twitter in 2018 for breaching the site's rules and abusive behavior. Um, Andrew Tate, who's, was this also, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he also banned because of that video that he did when he went, who was he harassing? He, he went to some restaurant, he started harassing somebody. He starts following people around and she, remember, the, 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 that's when he started to do those kind of videos where he'd just go and try and fucking, he'd go and try and ambush some politician or something or some lawmaker or whatever um, while they're out and about and shit. I guess obviously that, that does not, that's not going to go down on most platforms. That's definitely against TOS. Andrew Tate was previously banned from website um having his account reset last year it self became misogynist influencer who's facing trial in romania charged with rape he's also defended jones in his social media posts on saturday claiming hero elon musk brought x on twitter so x into october 2022 in one post he cited the death of his 10 week old baby in 2002 was a motivation for not reversing the ban oh really i didn't know that Elon said in one post he cited the death of his 10-week-old baby in 2002 as motivation for not reversing the ban, writing, I have no mercy for anyone who would use the death of children to gain politics or fame. So I wonder what changed then. He said that and he had a kid that was stillborn. Or no, so what's stillborn? Well, he, he had a 10-week-old baby that passed away. I wonder what happened then. I wonder what changed since that point. Because it's not like bringing Alex Jones back on the platform is going to bring back fucking advertisers, right? We know that's not going to happen. They're already running away from X now because of what Elon's been saying about the fucking um, the Jews and shit, right? They're not liking that at all. So it's not as if like Twitter's like a, a safe haven for advertisers. So I wonder what was the thing that made him think, hey, I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to bring this guy back. I wonder what changed his mind. Um, but on Saturday, Musk asked users to vote on whether Jones should be allowed to return a repeat of the move, which saw former US President Donald Trump's account reinstated last month. Mr. Trump has only posted once since the ban was lifted. After Musk posted a poll, Jones shared a video online in which he called for his supporters to vote in favour of the ban. Um, Jones' old account was reinstated hours after the poll ended. Responding to one user on Saturday, Musk said he vehemently disagreed with Jones' statement about Sandy Hook, adding, but we're a platform that believes in freedom of speech, or are we not? He said the move would be bad for X financially, but principles matter more than money. You have to give Elon some props for that. There's not a lot of people that do this. There's not a lot of people that are, that are principally in this position that would take their principles to this level. Like the that's why I kind of also have to give a lot of props to fucking someone like a Kanye, right? The fact that he would legitimately light his career on fire, right? And get himself like, you know, get the fucking Adidas deal cancelled, the thing that made him a fucking legit billionaire just because he wanted to fucking hate Jews in public, right? In peace <laughs> with no consequence, like, like, or without being told to shut up. Like, you have to give respect to those people because they're willing to risk, they're willing to risk it all. There's a clip at the moment going around of, um, 
somebody asking Kevin Hart during a live like NBA thing about that NBA player that's currently going out with some teenager and I think he asks him randomly and then you know Kevin Hart is like starting over the place you know it goes to show like some people are legitimately beholden to their corporate interest that essentially you know support their lives and whatever it may be and put money in their pockets but there are some people out there that really don't give a fuck and this is a definition of you know not giving a fuck and having that FU money doing what the fuck you want because you're you know I would assume because as you is so fucking nuclear right because he's so fucking you know he's so radioactive it's pretty safe to say this might tank excellent <laughs> it's pretty safe to say bringing back alex jones or fucking x might actually tank that company and that's the only sad thing about it same with the with the kanye as much as i rate kanye and i love him and i do respect his you know fearlessness in wanting to say what the fuck he wants at the risk of you know harming himself i don't mind that the issue i have more so is that it affects the people underneath him so there was that story with with yay where the yeezy factory i think in italy or somewhere there was a specific yeezy factory that they built specifically to kind of um you know to essentially help them keep up with the demand of Yeezys that the Yeezys were doing so well the Adidas factories couldn't make enough so they made a Pacific, a Pacific factory just to make more and all those people in that factory basically lost their jobs because you know Adidas decided to fucking cancel the deal because you know Ye when he went on his fucking anti, anti-Semitic fucking world tour so that's the only thing I have an issue with these guys like it's the ones that are employed underneath them that get the brunt of it so all those guys and girls who are left at Twitter now they're the ones that are going to suffer if X goes down because Elon's fine, right? He's one of the richest people in the world. He's not really going to suffer long term for it, but they will. So that's the only issue that's sad about it. But again, you have to give Elon some props having those principles and morals going forward. Anyway, I wanted to also check when I was Googling around. I wanted to also see what did Alex Jones actually say about Sandy Hook? So I kind of quickly checked online and I found this article courtesy of New York Times. Now, New York Times isn't the greatest source of information when it comes to this sort of stuff and you know they're probably going to be very biased when it comes to how they're going to react or respond and talk about Alex Jones. But I want to see or kind of give a have a refresher of what he actually said about it because this might give some context as to why people on X now are really flipping the lid that Elon has reinstated him. So let's see here. It says Alex Jones began lying about Sandy Hook shooting within hours after it occurred and continued until he was sued that's the first thing that kind of stood out to me i didn't remember i didn't remember that he started lying about it from the beginning <laughs> i thought it was like he waited until the information came out there were some dodgy bits of report reportage maybe he saw some different videos whatever the fact that he started to lie about it straight away is fucking crazy but anyway, let's continue well, because Mr. Jones was removed from virtually all major social media platforms in 2018 and refused to provide evidence of Sandy Hook litigation, lawyers for the families had to dig deep to show the jury what he actually said about the shooting on his radio and online show. Some of the clips existed on other social media platforms, accounts, sorry, and some were retrieved from old InfoWars feed unearthed by Dan Friesen and Jordan Holmes, whose com- comedy podcast Knowledge Fight and analyses, analyzes Jones's, um, me- what's that, mendicious broadcast and his role in American conspiracy theories. So a podcast, a essential hate channel, was the reason why he got taken down because they had a record of everything that he actually said crazy mr jones said sandy hook's commentary went on for years here's a small sampling of what he said here's what alex jones said during the time 
my gut is with timing and everything that happened this is stage and you know i've been saying for the last few months get ready for a big mass shooting and then magically this happens folks we get private investigators up on sandy hook right now because i'm telling you this shit stinks to high heaven jesus christ alex jones we're sorry for everybody's losses whatever we're investigating this though it's a phony as a three dollar bill you've got parents laughing ha 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 then they walk over to the camera and they go boo hoo hoo and not just one but a bunch of parents doing this and then photos of kids that are still alive that they said died i mean they think we're so dumb why did hitler blow up the reichstag to get control why do governments stage these things to get our guns <laughs> this guy is a psycho oh my god you thought so the government would willingly kill kids to take guns off from law-abiding citizens is that what he was trying to say your conspiracy theory guys are just crazy bro when you go down this road it's just too much i can't you know what i mean you can I, I can entertain the flat earth stuff i can talk to you about fucking aliens and shit suppressing the evidence i'm i'm on board but when you try to get me to be on board and try to say that a mass shooting with kids was a false flag thing like or was a, a ruse to kind of get people's like i have to be out i tap out then flat earth aliens all that shit i'm on board lizard people even i'm on board but using kids come on bro come on bro why can't people get that through their heads um i watched the footage and it looks like a drill after robbie parker whose daughter emily um emily died at sandy hook gave a news conference the, the night of the shooting mr jones said the following jesus what do he say here you know after you lose a daughter they put you on some antidepressants or something but i thought those take a month to kick in i mean it's like look at the absolute satisfaction like she's about to accept an oscar yo if you're that woman if you're that mum, you probably have to really resist the urge to just run this guy over and if you see him outside the courthouse if he's telling you that you were on fucking xanax while you were speaking about the death of your fucking daughter who died in a tragic fucking school shooting right and then he's trying to tell you that you are looking like you're about to accept an oscar you have to resist every urge in your body to run him over when he walks out of that courtroom because what <laughs> yo alex jones bro it looks like he's saying okay do i read off the card he's laughing and then he goes over and starts basically breaking down crying jesus christos so um that was what he said at the time right um and then of course i decided to go on wikipedia there's also an article here that kind of speaks about the conspiracy theories regarding sandy hook there's a whole fucking list of them but there's a specific section on here about fucking alex jones right and it says it right there right so let's see what alex jones claims in 2014 conspiracy theorist alex jones who runs website Infowars, had previously claimed that the murders were a false flag attack perpetrated by the government and made a new conspiracy claim that no one died at sandy hook that was the one that really got me because at the time when it happened, I thought he was saying that the government basically did the shooting. They're the ones that, it's like the whole conspiracy theory that the US government was involved in 9-11, right? So they're basically, I thought he, that's what he was saying. But his actual conspiracy was that no one died and that all the parents were crisis actors. oh my god bro oh my god uh, i don't know how i don't know how any of those parents 
didn't have an opportunity or didn't even try to put their hands on him. Because if he's saying this about me and I'm going through this moment in time, people always say, again, you know, I don't have kids, but people always say when you have kids, it completely changes you. They become your whole life. You will do anything for them. Imagine your kid dying in this way and then this guy is mocking the deaf and talking about it in this way. Honestly, how, how could you not want to just go and choke him to death the moment you see him? Forget a court case. Like, honestly, just take a bat to the back of his head. Because what? <laughs> no one died. Okay, cool. Um, and these kids are tiny as well. So imagine like, anyway, whatever. No one died because the, the uniform crime report showed no murders in Newton for 2012 and that the victims were child actors. <laughs> this claim is false and rep misrepresents the FBI report. In reality, because the Con Connecticut State Police was lead investigator after the attack, the Sandy Hook victims were included in the Connecticut statewide record under state police mis uh, miscellaneous rather than under the Newton statistics. Um, in November 2016, Erica L. Lafferty, daughter of Dawn Lafferty Hoshberg, the school principal, um, who was shot and killed at Sandy Hook, wrote an open letter to then-President Donald Trump publishing Medium in US Today calling upon him to denounce Jones. After Trump had appeared on Infowars during a presidential campaign and lavished praise on his presenter. <laughs> Yo, America, son, you had it tough, innit? You had Trump going on TV saying how much of a good guy Alex Jones was while he was questioning the deaths of kids at a school shooting. Great. Saying that the conspiracy theorists had an amazing reputation... <laughs> Amazing reputation and pledging not to let him down. He ended up did let him down, didn't he? Didn't Trump turn his back on Trump on Jones? That's so funny, man. Oh my god. On twentieth of February, twenty seventeen. The Newton School Board wrote to President Trump and urged him to recognize the murders of 26 people at Sandy Hook and to remove our, your support from anyone who continues to insist that the tragedy was staged or not real. Trump did not respond to the letter. Of course he didn't respond to the letter. He can't even read. Um, on April 16, 2018, parents of two victims of the, shoot, of the shooting sued um, Jones in Travis County, where Jones Media Company is based, for one million each. Blah, 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 blah. So you see it, right? And there's also a video. Let's watch the video of some of the stuff that fucking Jones was getting up to. This presented courtesy of the Law and Crime Network. Emotional Sandy Hook's parents recall harassment after Jones called him a crowd sector. So you can see some of the, see some of the beautiful things that jones has said and what we're going to be you know what we're going to see and hear on fucking twitter because he's going to go crazy as well don't don't think now he's been really insane he's going to be chill it's going to be one post a day he's going to be spamming the feed he's going to be because he's a content machine alex jones infowars is a content fucking machine the guys who work behind the scenes at infowars they are like fucking marines when it comes to content so he's going to be on your timeline every single day so if you don't want to see him make sure you ban everything about jones but he's going to be out here so let's hear what he said, um, you know, or what was presented in court during the whole time. It looks like he's saying, okay, do I read off the card? He's laughing. And then he goes over and starts um, basically breaking down and crying. So let's show that clip. Parker. 
I'm sorry, but I'm watching a video. You can't see if you watch. If you listen to the audio side, you won't see this. But it's a video. They're showing a video of a parent uh, of one of the kids that died, and he's talking on camera. And to me, it just looks like somebody that's clearly, clearly going through shock. If you've seen somebody that's in shock, that's you know trying to gather their words, trying to choose their words, trying to sound somewhat eloquent, whatever it may be, that's somebody that's clearly going through shock. So for him to see this and see crisis actor, it's crazy. Because I just see somebody clearly going through a very stressful, um, you know, panic-inducing time and trying to keep himself together while he talks about the tragedy that happened and still trying to make sense of it all in real time. It doesn't look like a crisis actor to me. I haven't touched this, okay? All I know is they're seizing on it. They staged Fast and Furious. They had a Villains of America. I said on my own show, Larry Pratt, that they staged Fast and Furious that killed thousands. Our government, the White the Second Amendment. They staged anything. Mr. Parker, what I'd now like to do is play a portion from Alex Jones's deposition given earlier this year concerning the same video. Objection, relevance to this witness, Judge. It's an admission of a party. Relevance to this witness. Let's go to um, 47B. It, it looks like he's saying, okay, I'll read off the card. He's laughing, and then he goes over and starts um, basically working down the crime. So let's show that clip. so red it's like a literal tomato isn't it he looks like such he looks like a literal tomato when he was watching you give come up to give your statement yeah i noticed that you're aware are you aware mr parker that you're not the only Parent who Mr. Jones referred to as an actor? Correct. Display additional testimony from Mr. Jones concerning that same video. Objection, Judge. All right, Mr. Jones, uh, I want to bring up uh, exhibit number 47. Do you recall um, publishing a video in January of 2013? in which you reported your audience uh, on the Sandy Hook shooting? No, I don't recall. Okay, so for the record, we're going to be playing 47A. People who've been coached, people who've been given cue cards, people who are behaving like actors. You refer to um, people who have been coached, right? Yes. Who are you referring to? 
people like Parker and others. You, you know you were talking about Mr. Parker as being one of the people who was coached, right? Yes, I think, I think that's who we're believing to. And you're referring to people who have been given cue cards, right? And uh, are you referring to Mr. Parker there? Yes. And, and, and others. And people who are behaving like actors, right? And there you're talking about Mr. Parker, correct? Yes. And do you recall who yeah. you believed was behaving like an actor? I mean, there are a lot of people. In terms of individuals, okay, you're, you said people who are behaving like actors. You're referring to Robbie Parker, number one, right? I'm not going to lie, I watched the deposition before, and one of the things I didn't like about the deposition and just his court, you know, appearance in general was just how slimy and how ref how much he refused to take accountability for what he said and how he said at the time. That's the thing that really kind of kind of was glaring to me. It's like I did manage shows before, but when I saw he was trying to kind of avoid taking any accountability or responsibility for what he said and the harm that they, they might have caused some of the parents and shit. That's when I was like, you know what? This guy might be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> as much as he might be right on some conspiracy theories here and there maybe over time the fame whatever it may be or maybe just him as a human being he might be absolutely a piece of absolutely irredeemable shit but then again should a piece of shit be banned from every other platform on earth probably not you know maybe if you do a certain crime maybe that's where the line should be drawn but should you be banned from a social media platform because you're a piece of shit i don't think so Yes. Okay. And you're referring to other people as well, correct? Yes. 2013, Robbie. Can you describe to the jury what your mindset was and how to deal with all of the threats and harassment that were being directed towards you and your family? I mean, I've been taught that, like, you don't engage with a bully. If somebody's bullying you, you ignore them, and eventually they get tired and they leave you alone. And that had worked for me in my life. And so that. And this is the same guy, by the way. If you're watching this video, this is the same guy that's featured in the video that Alex Jones said he was a crisis actor. And again, I know it's a long time. I know it's 2000 and whatever it was, right? Then when it happened. But still. This guy looks like he's been through it. This guy looks like somebody who's clearly had a very stressful and, you know, and hard to deal with life ever since his fucking child passed away in such a tragic way. Like, you can just look at it from the look of his face, even the way his voice sounds. So for Alex Jones to say this guy is some sort of, you know, he's, in, he's, meth, he's been method acting for, what, 20 plus years is insane, right? That they could find an actor who's good enough to play that role for 20 plus years, like a sleeper cell, a sleeper cell that's also a Hollywood level actor that's able to play that role for 20 plus years. Come on, man. Come on. That was kind of how I approached this. We just need to just, just weather this storm. And they're, they're mad and they're upset and all this is going on. This is a big news story right now but it's gonna die down and it's gonna go away. I remember a conversation that I had with my friend Brad, who had been managing the Facebook page. And he was begging me to, like, we need to do something. We need to say something. We need to, we need to. Um, big up TF fan, 
BFA T Fantico. Um, T Fantico, he says, okay, I like your show, but I'm going to call you out. Please give an example of his exact quotes on Sandy Hook. Didn't you see the first bit? Didn't we read the, the quotes here? They're, they're down in New York Times. Didn't he? All this stuff is about Sandy Hook, no? There's quotes here, and there's also some information, and I guess links to some of the stuff you may have said here too, on the Wikipedia. Or, or am I completely wrong? Is there other bits that he didn't say? If there's if there's things he didn't say, let me in the chat and I'll and I'll double check them. But I'm pretty sure this account here, courtesy of New York Times, is a brief description. That's the title of the article. Is a brief description of what he said at the time about Sandy Hook. It's all there. My gut is saying with the timing and everything that's happened, this is staged. And you know, I've been saying this for the last few months. Get ready for the big mass shooting. Maybe he didn't say the name Sandy Hook, but he, at the time he was talking about it, right? Um, folks, we get to a lot of investigators on Sandy Hook right now because I'm telling you this, 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 this thing to high heavens. Um, it's a phony as a $3 bill. Um, we're sorry if everybody's lost this, whatever. We're investigating this. Like, What else do you need to see? Again, if, if I missed out on this, I want to know. If I if I got this wrong, then please let me know in the chat. Please give me like some tips or links or maybe point me in the right direction because this is clearly clear what he said here. It's on bullet, bullet point form. And there's a whole Wikipedia thing on it there. There's clips that are showing in a court case about it. There's other articles you can find online too that talk about it too, I'm sure, if you Google around. But it's there from what I can see. But yeah, let me know if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, please let me know in the chat. To post something or we need to combat what they're saying. And my response to him at the time was, you know, these are just people who are taking a break from looking for Bigfoot. After a few weeks, they're going to leave us alone and they're going to go back trying to find Bigfoot. Like, we're not going to say anything. And so on the Facebook page, how we were handling, because it was so inundated. It was so inundated and, and people were messaging like the administrator saying, aren't you guys going to do anything about this? And we had eight people <laughs> that we had allowed to be administrators on the page. Big up Uche. Yeah, that's the thing though. I didn't, I'm surprised that I would assume if you're an Alex Jones apologist, you're probably more pissed off that he got banned from all the platforms the way he did. And you also maybe, you also maybe contest the notion that he should get banned for having an opinion, right? That's, again, it's a stretch. But I'd imagine if you're an Alex Jones fan, you're probably like, he should be not be banned for having an opinion. He should not be banned for having the conspiracy theory about these, however tragic and horrible and distasteful and lacking in tact and whatever it is, right? However, maybe even downright evil it is, how they saw conspiracy theories about children getting slain in a school shooting he shouldn't be banned for it. I'd assume that would be your point of view. I wouldn't think you would be thinking he didn't say those things. Like, there's record of it. <laughs> there's videos of what he said about Sandy Hook. It's there in 4K, in 3D. You know, you can see loads of information about it. So I find it odd that that's the hill that they want to die on. I think if you're not down the free speech absolutist hill, I'm with you. Because I'm a dicey person too. And I'm clearly a person that likes psychos. I like to see freaks say freaky shit. So I don't mind having a social media, um, you know, having social media platforms that are just free for all, right? People can say and do whatever the fuck they want and the chips have full however they may. I hate the idea that basically social media platforms are beholden to their fucking corporate, um, you know, investors and shit, right? And advertisers, 
basically. Um, that's the whole reason why you can't say you can't say or play certain things on YouTube because of the ads, really, for the most part, advertisers. I'd like there to be a platform where you can just say and do what you want, but I also don't want to live in a world where if you say and do what you want, you start to cry when people don't want to listen to you. I think you should be, you should be, um, I, I believe in being free speech absolutist, but also I believe in consequence culture, whether that is right, where you, if you say what you want, you should be, be able, you should, should also be able to put up with the ramifications of it. Don't start screaming about the, like, it's like Andrew Tate. Don't start screaming about the matrix out to get me when you want to say whatever the fuck you want and you have a dicey pass. It kind of comes with the territory. Do you know what I mean? Don't play the victim when you say some crazy shit. You do say crazy shit. You push the line. That's what comes of it. It's just part and parcel of the game. That's what I believe in personally. But again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Who just spent all, as much free time as they could report, ban, delete, report, ban, delete, report, ban, delete trying to get rid of this stuff, just to try and get it far enough down on the page so that if anybody came to the page, the first thing they would see would be something about Emily and not all of this filth. And then by the middle of January, I finally just turned the page off. I couldn't, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't protect Emily's name or her memory anymore. So I had to get rid of it. Throughout 2013, after you turned that page off, were people still able to reach you? They were able to, yeah, in a number of ways, whether it be by phone or by email or by letters to my house or through my own personal Facebook account. What steps did you take to try and ensure that your your daughters, Madeline and Samantha and Alyssa and, and, and you were safe? I mean, the first thing, I didn't even know about privacy settings and stuff like that. And I didn't realize that I had, you know, left myself that exposed on social media. And Facebook was the only social media account I had. So I, I changed my privacy settings. And um, I, I didn't realize that they could still get a hold of me or try and contact me through other ways on social media. Um, as far as my girls, I just, all I could do was like pray for them and pray for our family. I didn't want them to ever be exposed to this, and I didn't want them to know what was going on. As far as me and Alyssa. Hey, the fuse. Oh, sorry, the fuss. You said post and ghost? B, you're going to hell. The fuss said post and ghost. You are going to hell. <laughs> post and ghost. Honestly. <laughs> I shared with Alyssa what I felt like I, I could or what I felt like she had told me that she could handle. She... She made it clear that she wanted to know about stuff, but not too much details. Um, we had been, there was a contact with the FBI. Um, her name was Ashley Hall. Um, we had been introduced to her at one of the meetings that we had had. And so I would forward stuff to law enforcement. Oh, and the other thing would just be try to report the stuff. I would report it to Facebook. I would report things to YouTube. I was like pleading and pleading for their help. There, did there come a point, Robbie, where you felt like in order to protect your family, you had to move from Newtown? Eventually, yeah. And that was um, it's not as easy as a decision as some people might think.
We, um, we had this, this family here of people who knew exactly what we were experiencing, um, meaning the other victims' families. And um, I didn't know if I could move anywhere in the country and find that kind of a support system. But I was so, I was so ashamed in my belief that I had brought this on everybody because I was the first person that said somebody, said something. I was the person that laughed. I was the person who was being targeted. And by that, as we see, it went to everybody. I became they, and we all became they, the they that he talks about. That was all of us. Anyway, you get just of that. Let's move on to the next bit of the post, which I want to speak about, which is the most interesting part for me. So um, he's now back, obviously reinstated on fucking X. Most of you know this by now. And he did a, whatchamacallit, he did a interview with Elon Musk, like a Twitter spaces, which I've been on for the most part. I think I fucking love Twitter spaces. If you're, you know, if you're into football and shit, it's a great place to go and debate football after your team's won or lost and shit. So I'm always on fucking Twitter spaces ranting my face off. But he was on a Twitter spaces with, with Elon and a few other people. And he was asked about, you know, his, what he said about Sandy Hook and shit. So I want to play that clip as well, because this is really interesting to get Alex Jones's actual impressions now that he's been reinstated on X and how he felt about the things he said about Sandy Hook and the parents and the victims and shit. So let's hear this. This is taken from his interview on X with Elon Musk and a few other people too. So, you know, I, look, I, I honestly don't know, don't really know you and you don't know me, but, um, you know, I, one of the questions I really have to just get out of the way, and, I, and you, you've probably talked about this already before, is the whole Sandy Hook thing. And, um, and uh, you know, because w- w- I, I, it's not like obviously, uh, if you know, if, if somebody's sort of de- denying or, or, or that murders of children, that's not cool, uh, at, at all. Um, you know, and so just what exactly did, did you say, and 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 what what is going on with that situation? You know, I just I would like to actually hear what you what what did you say, and and, and yeah, well, well, Elon, th- thank you for allowing me. Uh, back into the public square so that I can actually tell the world <laughs> that voice you think it's a, that voice man <laughs> that fucking voice <laughs> what really happened so and I hope this is the last time I'm Monday, probably not the last time that I ever... <laughs> but still yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. what's worse Alex Jones's voice or Elon Musk's laugh <laughs> Alex Elon Musk's laugh or Alex Jones's talk what's worse of voice, you know, what's worse? Okay. Um, it's, I don't know how much, would you like the short answer or the medium well, answer I, I, or the long I, I answer? Think it, I think at least the medium answer. Uh, Eight inches. I, I, look, I guess people just want to know, like, obviously it, it it would be like heartless and cruel to deny uh, a, a, a school shooting of children um, or to a, attack the parents uh, or, or anyone who was involved. It, it's, it seems that, that that would be, you know, just incredibly mean and cruel frankly so it's sort of uh, that's that's i think you know what a lot of people are are upset about or at least they they think that is the reason to be upset about ah i see what elon musk is doing now elon's trying to reduce the severity of what alex jones did by categorizing it as mean and cruel because if it's mean and cruel you can then attach to it this idiom or this 
this idea that he has around free speech and say should we free speech we should have free speech on this platform because we shouldn't ban people for being mean and cruel that's not enough reason because if if it's mean and cruel then half of twitter would get you know banned because twitter is basically the platform to be mean and cruel uh, i see what he's doing there very clever very very clever um and you know uh if that were true i think it would rightly rightly be you know upset with you yeah, yes, sir. Well, please let me then just tell you what really happened, okay? And and if you want me to send you a dossier with clips, <laughs> a dossier of clips, post it to your account, you know. Uh, send me a dossier and clips. Oh, by the way, did you hear about um Brett Weinstein? Is it Brett Weinstein? Um, allegedly, no, allegedly, Elon ba Elon blocked him. <laughs> Elon blocked Brett Weinstein because he kept spamming his inbox with. I don't know, documents and links about fucking COVID and the vaccine's not real and CDC. Like, Elon had enough and and blocked Brett Weinstein and now he's complaining and whining about it on podcasts and shit. I saw a clip on YouTube the other day. <laughs> Imagine the amount of unsolicited emails Elon gets from his brigade of sycophants. From Rogan to fucking Brett, to, you know, the other one, Eric Weinstein, whatever his name is. And these guys, they must they must love sending in fucking documents. He's like, bro, I'm actually running a company. I don't have time to read your fucking dossiers or your links. You know what I mean? Just just say what you want on X. I'll see it when I see it. Yes, sir. I will do that. So, so let me let me tell you what happened. I'm a guy that didn't go to college. I mean, a few years of community college. I started out on Access TV 29 years ago. I was not professionally trained, uh, and by nineteen, by 2016, I had 30 million viewers and listeners a day, conservatively. I was the biggest show, as big as Rogan is now or bigger, and I had a very small operation and <clears throat> did not even understand how powerful I was. And so, when <laughs> that event... I just I'm just a small man with a small platform, with my small little white voice, and my small little millions and millions of fucking donors and fan bases. Look at Alex Jones trying to be a victim. Look at him. I'm just a small, insignificant man, <laughs> living the American dream, sharing my American opinions with my American fan base. I didn't know it would get this far. <laughs> it's called the school shooting, which I do believe happened. Happened 11 years ago. Uh, the internet exploded, and it was a top story for off and on for years. With all the with all these uh, professors and former school safety people, and and all of them saying they believed it was a drill, and I simply covered them covering that. What was entered in court against me in, in both cases where I was found guilty by judges, kind of like in New York. There's a judge in in, in Trump's. Come on, Alex. You didn't get done because you covered people that were talking about that fucking school shooting being staged. Come on. I was just covering them. I'm just an aggregator of news. I'm just a fucking... <laughs> I'm just a platform. Fuck off. Why is he lying? You're inserting your opinion. You've got a whole list of your fucking opinions here. There's a whole list of what you said. <laughs> My gut is saying the timing and everything that's happened is staged. <laughs> like what? <laughs> He's such a fucking liar. Case, not even a jury in his real estate case, and and then years later, after Trump got elected and after I was deplatformed, it made me bigger, and so suddenly I would, would wake up and there would be sometimes a hundred articles or more a day, every major news channel. He woke up and he was bigger. Is he talking about his vitamins or is he just talking about the story? 
saying that I was currently saying nobody died, currently sending people to their houses, currently peeing on graves. I didn't even know these people's names. I only said one of their names ever. Now, what? Did he pee on someone's grave? I want to see this. Did he piss on the graves? Where is this here? Hey, Sandy. Yeah, there we go. 2022. Yahoo News. Yo. Alex Jones has some absolutely psychotic fans. A Sandy Hook harasser desecrated a child's grave. Another threatened to dig it up. Oh my God. After conspiracy theorists, Alex Jones repeatedly lied that one of the Americans' um, most deadly school shooting was staged. Parents of the victim said that they got letters threatening to desecrate the child's grave. Oh, threatened to. They didn't do it. Okay, they, okay. see what I hate about these headlines. They threatened to desecrate the grave. They didn't actually do it. One person who sent a letter to Mark and Jackie Barden, whose seven-year-old son Daniel was killed in 2012, um, claimed, to have, claimed to have urinated on the child's grave. Hold on. One person who sent the letter to Jackie and Mark said that they urinated on the grave. So someone did piss on the grave. In another, so I guess pissing is not is, is not desecrating. What's desecrating? Shitting. I guess shitting is desecrating and pissing is something else. Okay, whatever. Um, all nasty. In another letter, someone threatened to dig up Daniel's grave to prove he doesn't exist. His parents testified in Joe's trial. Oh my God. Daniel did exist. He died along with 19 other children and six adults shooting um, uh, in the shooting and is now one of the one of the subjects of the defamation trial. Da, 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 da. Jones already lost the case of defamation lawsuit. Sorry, Jones has the worst fans ever. Oh my God, Jones has the worst fans ever. Now, and I'm and I believe their children died, and and, and I understand okay. all that. Okay. But I'm saying. Oh, thanks, Alex. Oh, thanks. You believe my child died now, do you? Let's go back to that one minute, one more minute, and whatever, and whatever, you know, this guy, bro, and whatever. I believe their children died and whatever. This guy. Let's go back to a bit. <laughs> after Trump got elected and after I was deplatformed, it made me bigger. And Pause. so suddenly I would wake up and there would be sometimes 100 articles or more a day, every major news channel saying that I was currently saying nobody died. Oh, by the way, has anybody noticed he has the same sort of thing he talks about like, um, like uh, Andrew Tate? And tastes like oh, I'm the biggest guy on the platform, the most hated man in the world, the most searched man on Google Trends. These guys have a fucking addiction to like fame, in it. They love like notoriety. They love clicks. They love Google Trends. Similar to Burt Kreischer, he does that too, in it. They're obsessed with their metrics. They're obsessed with like how much exposure they get online, and it's almost as if they like. It's almost as if they do it on purpose. It's almost as if they say crazy shit on purpose <laughs> to get under people's skin, to round them up so that it benefits their bottom line. And in Alex Jones's case, he just wants more money to buy himself more bottles of Jameson, more steaks, more fucking ladyboys, right? And keep it moving, allegedly. Oh, I'm getting it now. They probably don't even believe what they're saying. It's all for the money. Andrew Tate is for the cars and the really, really tight trousers and the loafers and for alex jones is the bottles of jameson and the women that might have men parts i get it i fucking get it now currently sending people to their houses currently peeing on graves i didn't even know these people's names i only said one of their names ever now now and i'm and i believe their children died and, and, and i understand okay. all that okay but i'm saying imagine i was not deplatformed no mention of, of 
Yeah, I'm not going to like Kyle K20. Exactly. Sick validation. Exactly, Uche. Validation is the one. And also, I'm not going to lie. When when I heard when I saw that quote of Alex Jones saying that he was a he was essentially his own crisis actor, it was all like a stunt. It was all like a character. He's not real. What he said when he admitted in court, that broke my heart. I'm not gonna lie. If you're gonna be crazy, die crazy. Don't pretend it's a grift. Don't say I'm, it's a prank. I'm acting. I was only joking. Jk Jk. Low low. No no low. If you're gonna be crazy and you're gonna do this fucking psycho grift, you're gonna do this conspiracy theory thing. Die on that hill. Don't pretend it was all a game. It was all a prank. That broke my heart. When I saw Alex Jones say, oh, I'm, it was all like a game. I'm doing it to be a character. It's not real. Of the school shooting in Connecticut uh, for, for like six, seven years. <laughs> then they go back to my timeline, and it turns out it was a big New York PR firm, Democratic Party. They dredge it up. They run hundreds of articles, sometimes a day, but a week for uh, over a year, Suddenly, it becomes a big story again. What's the PR then firm? People, pardon me. Which which propaganda firm was this? PR is a public relations is a propaganda propaganda word for propaganda. So I think we should call yeah, yes. PR firms propaganda firms because that is in fact what they do. Um, so what propaganda yes, firm was this? I will find the name as soon as I'm off because I can't do today. I'm like, all right, Elon, we get it, we get it. Fucking out, Elon. PR firms are propaganda machines. All right. All right, buddy. Okay. You got to do it two days at once. I can't walk into bubble gum, but I will post it to the, uh, yeah. to, to X because after they got their $1.5 billion judgment and asked for 2.67 trillion, that the, the GDP of India, I'm not joking folks, that's Bloomberg. They then came out and bragged that they had quarterbacked the whole thing. They're, they're one of the biggest, they do the UN's PR. Okay. Not that, that they had quarterbacked, quote, destroying Alex Jones. And so I did question it. I did say at times I could see that – I'm not going to even say it now. They'll take it out of context say I said it again. Hey, yo, what's this nigga even talking about? Didn't they ask him to explain the Sandy Hook thing? This is what he's really good at, isn't it? He just – I don't know what that tactic is where you just – you say a lot of words. You say a lot of things. So it kind of confuses what somebody said when they asked you a question. And then by the time you realize what you asked them, the time's already gone and things have moved on now. It's like, bro, you're just saying stuff like, answer the fucking question. I did have, what they entered in court on me was 23 minutes of video and audio over five, six years. We did an audit. I hadn't talked about them when they sued me for two years. I refused to talk about it. I apologized when the PR firm got involved and I know who it was at the time. It was just all the news. I said, hey, I thought it happened. Yeah. I said it and I said it happened. I decided it happened five years after it happened. Lies. So I said I'm not the Sandy Hook guy. Oh, thank it you. Turns out some of these How nice of you. that said it didn't happen are crazy. They made up stuff. I said I believe it happened. And then they spun it and said, oh, now he admits he lied about it. So it, 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 it isn't who I was. It's kind of like they've done with you, and you did nothing like I did. I mean, I did question it. I did say a few times that I thought it hadn't happened. But I, but I didn't turn the knife. I didn't really think about it. I thought about how I was talking about the internet with YouTube yeah. videos with 30, 40 million views that I didn't make. Sure. It was a hot okay. topic th th that would come back from time to time. But, but no, I was not the creator of it. I was not the progenitor of it. I was not the guy pushing it.
Yeah. And, and then I kept saying, no, I believe it happened. Look at him trying to point up, point at other people, trying to throw other people under the bus. I'm not, I'm not the only one stealing. He's stealing too. Have some fucking integrity. Have some dignity. If you're going to go out and say some wild shit, die on your fucking wild shit sword. Don't point at other people who may have said the wild shit also. And who cares about them? You're the biggest platform. Of course, you're going to get fucking dunked on. Of course, you're going to get fucking spanked. What did you expect would happen? This fucking guy, man, he's so full of shit. <laughs> and they went, aha, you now admit you lied for money. So what's not true is I never made any money off of it. Oh, I come barely on. I ever covered it. It's not my identity. And it's just like they misrepresent what you say. But that's the problem with Alex Jones, though. He's right. Sandy Hook isn't his, his identity. He is, you know, a conspiracy theory guy that covers all conspiracies. But because he decided to die on that weird hill, that is now going to define his legacy. That is, you know, it might not be his identity, but it definitely is going to be his legacy. That's his own fault. So he has himself to blame for that. Take one little thing and twist it and, and, and then say you need to apologize for it. And then they just keep hammering it and hammering it and hammering it and hammering it. So I've been desperately... I mean, in fact, I'll post it to X if you want. There's yeah. over a hundred apologies. Yuck, man. Look at him trying to cuck up to Elon. What the fuck, man? Come on, Alex. Have some class. There's people in the room with you as well. Yuck, bro. He's trying to suck up to Elon so bad. Sure. That I've given over a hundred. It's like probably 500. I apologized on Joe Rogan's show five years ago. I apologized on Patrick Ben David's show five years ago i i mean these are prominent ones i apologize sure. on on every show and i'll on say it again. Gay. i apologize i apologize on tfk but there's a guy on that show brendan and 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 and, and, I, and i'm not one to be rude but that guy is a legitimate redact it's as if like he was dropped on his head when he was two years old or maybe even five you think i'm dumb that brendan shop guy i'm crazy <laughs> guys that i just gave my commentary because i'm really just a guy that a talk radio host so i do that on the internet i just take calls and interview guests and that i play devil's advocate <laughs> and <if> that <laughs> look at the oversimplification of his job the oversimplification of infowars i'm just the honest guy that takes calls and <laughs> presents the news <laughs> Honestly, he's so full of shit. I just take calls, <laughs> help old ladies over the street, <laughs> give money to homeless people. You know, I adopt some African babies, right, with the flies over their head and shit, right? <laughs> Shut up, Alex, you fucking liar. Hurt people's feelings, I apologize. But I did not send people to your houses. I, I did not pee on graves. I I don't know any of the stuff that went on. And then when they had the trials after I was found guilty, trials on damages. There was I did not, I did not pee on graves. If you have to say that aloud, <laughs> you're having issues. Your honor, your honor. I, I, I did not pee on graves. I did not desecrate the graves. I did not do doo-doo on the graves. <laughs> I did not do number ones or number twos on the graves. There was never any video of people peeing on graves. Any video of people at houses. <laughs> there was an FBI agent who was there that day at the tragic event in New Haven, Connecticut. It's Sandy. It, I'll say the name. He, he was there, and he didn't have an FBI vest on, and his gun was pointed the wrong direction, pointed upside down. The internet questioned him. 
when he got on the stand in Connecticut, my lawyer said, is he, has Mr. Jones ever said your name? No. Has Mr. Jones ever put... Hold on, hold on, hold on. The guy's badge was upside down. That's why he questioned his... Hold on. I have to rewind that. Did he just say the FBI agent's badge was upside down? So he questioned if he was real or not. What? After I was found guilty, trials on damages, there was never any video of people peeing on graves, any video of people at houses. There was an FBI agent who was there that day at the tragic event in New Haven, Connecticut. It's Sandy. I'll well, say the name. He, he was there and he didn't have an FBI vest on and his gun was pointed the wrong direction, pointed upside down. <laughs> what? So the whole conspiracy theory revolves around him seeing an FBI agent on TV with their gun the wrong way up in their holster, I'm assuming. Come on, bro. Come on. Come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. The whole reason why you questioned the Sandy Hook thing is because you saw an FBI field agent who reacted, who responded to a tragic incident where kids were killed. He probably saw their dead bodies strewn all over the fucking classroom. Bloody walls, right? Tragic fucking sight to see for anybody. Probably still processing it. And who knows why the gun was upside down? Maybe the stress, maybe the anxiety, maybe the nerves, whatever. You, you fucking, what's your thing called? You, you host your fucking gun the wrong way up. Oh, what a crime. Now that's a proof that I'm a conspiracy, that, I, that I'm a fucking crisis actor. This is some sort of all a government ploy to take away the guns. Come on, Alex Jones, man. This guy's full of fucking shit. Honestly, you have to be really missing some chromosomes to legitimately think that this guy is not lying. <laughs> he's lying about this. Maybe not other stuff, but when it comes to this, he's fucking lying. Hands down. This is like Brendan Shaw level of lying. You know what I mean? Like I used to sell fucking comic books outside of my from my mother's fucking what you call it, wardrobe, right? Cupboard, whatever, right? Her walking closet. Like <laughs> what? Okay, cool. The internet questioned him. When he got on the stand in Connecticut, my lawyer said, Is he has Mr. Jones ever said your name? No. Has Mr. Jones ever put your picture on the internet? No. Have any of his hosts done it? No. Has InfoWars ever put your picture out or said your name? No. What happened to you, sir? One man, he said, called me at my offices, like he said, like seven years ago. This is like eight years ago now, and asked me if I was really an FBI agent. The jury gave him ninety-four million dollars that doesn't exist. Ninety-four million that never said his name. So I, I challenge people to find me say any of their names. I said one guy's name, and I apologized to him on the stand. The thing had probably a hundred million views. As that Beyonce track goes, say my name, say my name. I never said anyone's name. It's on five or six different YouTube videos uh, of, of, of him smiling and laughing before he walked to the mic. I played the clip one time and said, yeah, that looks like he's an actor. I did not attack him, did not come after him, did not say his child didn't die. And look, I don't want to fight with him, though. I said to them in a deposition. I said, I will chop my pinky finger off with a, with a, with a meat cleaver right now. And I, and, and I will, <laughs> if you'll just leave me alone and stop saying I made hundreds of millions of dollars off of you and stop saying I'm attacking you. Honestly, the fucking nerve of this tomato faced behemoth of a guy to tell the victims of Sandy Hook who he harassed to leave him alone. <sighs> I would fly over that courtroom and drop kick him, drop kick him in the face. 
You're telling me to leave you alone. You fucking piece of shit. The fucking nerve of this tub of lard. The fucking nerve of this guy. Leave me alone. Are you for real? <laughs> You're harassing us. You fucking piece of shit. Oh my God, Alex Jones is a fucking piece of shit. I swear to God he is. <laughs> but I still love to have him back on X. <laughs> so, so, so it's very simple. I have become, and I know, what, I, know, I know what happened. The media ran a year of articles attacking them in my name, saying things I never said as a straw man, enraging them against me. And then, so they, they've been... The king of straw man accusing others of being straw men. Yeah. Victimized. They've been manipulated by a PR operation. And so I would love to come on X with the families. I'd love to raise money on this show or your show, Elon. He wants to raise He wants to get back on X to raise money to pay for the fucking uh, lawsuit that he has, right? Like he has to pay, what is it, 1.3 billion, they said in the article. Was it 1.3 billion? What is that BBC? Was it 1.3 billion? What did they say? How much was it? Yeah, 1.5 billion in damages. So he wants to go back on X. He wants the parents to help him. He wants the parents of the kids that died in that tragic school shooting that he mocked and harassed and questioned and sent his sycophant fans after to help him raise money to pay the damages that were awarded to them. Nah, this guy, is, this guy deserves to get kicked in the fucking nuts. He deserves to get kicked in the fucking nuts. He deserves to get kicked in the shin. He deserves to have a fucking eyelash pulled off or something. He deserves a real good fucking scene too. Fucking hell. I hope they help me. <laughs> I hope you burn in hell, you piece of shit. Or any of them. I'd, I'd love to come on here and raise them $10 million for gun safety awareness next week. I would love to, I, I would love to, to be in an open panel with them. I, I, I would love. Okay. Okay, Elon. Yeah, okay. Anyway, to end the to end the fucking to end the fucking segment, um, talking about fucking Alex Jones, right? This fucking huge tub tub of lard. Um, we also have to play this clip because this also does maybe represent why some people do like Alex Jones and why they want him back on the platform. Because you know, even though he's a piece of shit, even though he's an irredeemable piece of shit, even though he's somebody that you know you wouldn't fucking waste two breaths on, <laughs> he is really funny. And this is a clip of him being actually funny. So this is maybe some of the humor we might be seeing soon coming forward on fucking, you know, Twitter and stuff going forward. This is Alex Jones in rare form. I'm going to issue the Bill Gates ch challenge. You've heard of the, the, the ice bucket challenge, all the rest of it. If the earth is overpopulated and Bill Gates is right, he's got some points. <laughs> if Bill Gates gets a 44 Magnum on air, shoves it in his mouth and blows his brains out the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, after it's confirmed he's dead, I will blow my brains out on air. So you can do another ice bucket <laughs> challenge, Bill, at your house where you dump gasoline on yourself out of a bucket because you want to go out with a bang, right? And maybe you strap TNT all on yourself if you back Islam. And then you dump gasoline on yourself, Bill, and then you light yourself on fire. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> So that's what you're going to be seeing soon when Alex Jones returns back onto the fucking Twitter. Like, what the fuck? Honestly. Um, oh, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. <sighs> He's so fucking insane. Anyway, anyway, anyways. Um, I need to switch over. 
I need to switch over to the random show. So thank you for tuning into the Action Zinger Show episode number what? 730. Um, quickly went to knock this one out so we're going to switch over to the random show if you're watching that um, or if you're on my channel obviously jump over to the random show the link should be somewhere you'll find it on my channel you know how to find things it's not hard but thank you for tuning in to the Agassino Zinger show episode number 730-7330 thank you for tuning in thank you for tuning in um, if it's your first time checking out the show make sure you check out my website xenozinger.com for all my things and stuff you can also see the xenozingershow.com for links to the podcast if you listen to this for the audio side of the platform you'll hear my tune today but if you're watching via the live stream you won't see nothing your face of black and i'll leave the screen right now so for now take care my friend See